one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode three, three, four, three, uh, four. I think we're on four now, aren't we? Yeah, we're on episode. Yes, I'm going to go with four. Okay, uh, four, four it is then. Uh, episode four of the Oscar Talk podcast with Archie and and Lucas. So yes, uh, this, this Sunday uh, or the Sunday before is what. I've lost track of time completely. I'm going to be honest. It was last Sunday, Archie. I know. I know it was late yeah. for you to stay up to watch the Oscars. You might have just been knocked out of like your um, of of time completely. Yeah, I was. I I, I haven't caught up with sleep yet. I haven't so... even. Yes, for the record, everyone, me and Archie. Oh, yes, we both stayed up to watch the Oscars um, because obviously. We watch them live, and in the UK, for us, we've got to wake up at around one o'clock in the morning until they finish at around half past four in the morning. So it's quite, it's uh, yeah, it can be very tiring. Yeah. Um. But basically, we're going to go over the winners and the losers. Well, losers in quotation marks because they haven't really lost anything because it's not placement. But. Mm. Yeah, the winners and the nominees that are still only nominated for Oscars. Um, so yeah, we'll start with by talking about the actual ceremony itself because mm, this was an interesting one. It was very controversial um, this year. Yes. Um, yeah. Like when isn't the Oscars controversial? Um, I think this is one of the most controversial. It, it is because I mean, last year was uh, well, yeah, last year when Parasite won was. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get the opportunity to watch that live. I wish I did because I hear yeah, it. yeah, me too. It looked brilliant. It looked great. Um, but this year, I did make the effort to stay up, and it turns out it was—it's regarded as one of the worst Oscars ever. I—I'm I, going to be honest. I think it might, but I think it might be regarded as the worst Oscars ever. From what I'm looking at on this web page, apparently everyone hates it. Ah, uh, yes. Um, there were definitely a lot of problems with it, um, which, yeah. which I've noted down. What are your immediate problems with with it, this this Oscars Archie? Do do you hate it? What what's your stance on it? Well, personally, I think it was worth staying up for because it was just. Mm-hmm. Cool to, I've never actually stayed up for the Oscars before, purely okay. because I've never been a massive film fan. I mm-hmm. I used to like watching films. I watched them a lot, but it was ever since lockdown I discovered a true passion for film. Obviously, now I have a YouTube channel and I'm going on when I leave school to go into all sorts of filmy kind of things. Mm-hmm. But this, uh, yeah, this was the first time I ever stayed up to actually watch it. And I was just disappointed because they, well, I'm pretty sure, according to this website that I'm reading, which is opening my eyes to a lot of what more was wrong with it. Apparently, I missed this because my audio is really weird. But Regina King, uh, when she kind of appeared, she uh, instantly mentioned all of the, like, all of the protests and everything. Um, uh, yeah, well, she a comment. She said, I remember she said uh, that if it wasn't for the the verdict in, I think it was Minneapolis, that's yeah. this, this last week I'd be trading in my heels for marching boots. But that's just her, I think. And her her film, which was nominated for a few Oscars, her, her directorial debut. I think, you know, you know it's uh, these four yeah. influential African-American figures of, of the time. So, yeah, so I, I didn't see a problem with that. I think people, I don't know why, I, I just, 
I think some people don't like the Oscars mentioning anything political. I think they just want to sit down. I, yeah, and... I think that's why I didn't like. I like when I watch something, especially with a film or mm-hmm. an award ceremony, I don't want it to go political and make me think of the real world. I just want to get sucked into a different kind of world where nothing that none of that exists, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, I, I have nothing against it. I'm mm-hmm. totally in I'm not supporting anything here. I'm supporting the, the good, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I just don't think they should, because uh, this, this Oscars has been hailed as the wokest ever, according to film fans. Oh, come according on. According to this website. And okay. These film fans are idiots. Which, what, what website are you looking at? Daily Mail. <laughs> Daily Mail? Yeah. Um, the world... Oh, my days. And then people started blasting Anthony Hopkins because he won Best Actor. <laughs> uh, we, we, we will cover that, definitely. Yeah, is... we'll, we'll, we'll get to that bit later, but uh, I just wanted to I... mention that. Yeah, my problems with it, with it, I've got quite a few, actually, that I'm not happy with. First of all, the, the, the presentation of the Oscars itself. Uh, we've, we've got Steven Soderbergh kind of producing the whole show, directing it, what have you, whatever. He's kind of behind the look of it. And right off the bat, you can tell that they're going with a very cinematic style, putting a very human face on the Oscars. Uh, can I also just a side note? I hate the colour scheme and the whole font they went with this year. It looks so stupid. It's meant to be the most prestigious award ceremony ever. And it looks it just looks so look cheeky yeah and with the kids and trying to get down with you know on their level it just looks not good um and so right off when the ceremony begins we have a a long tracking shot with regina king opening credits which i found quite odd um and they decided to stick with a the aspect ratio the cinematic aspect ratio and when it began i thought okay you know they're going to have this intro then they're going to cut back to a standard aspect ratio no they they stuck with it which really really bugged me throughout the entire thing I just didn't, I I know it's small, but I just hated it. Then we go on to the venue, which, mm, okay. It was small. And so, yeah, the the most, the the most prestigious ceremony ever. And I just didn't get that. Sure, it was nice. It was small. It was intimate. But still, I just didn't really, I wasn't a fan of the venue very much at all. It just looked like the way that they did it, like with the, the opening tracking shot and they walked in, it was like, they were hiring out, so like, because I, I know they shot it in a train, um, did it in a train station in LA. I just feel like, rand, and obviously this wouldn't be happening, but random members of the public would be getting on trains, and because the Oscars were in this room venue of the train station, it just you know, it they just didn't have the weight, it didn't have the the grandness that it usually yeah. does. Surely it's because to do with COVID, and that that's probably the reason why they moved the venue. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's. What I really have to say about that, um, and another thing that I think we should bring up, which is quite quite worrying for the Oscars, is that this year was their lowest viewed year ever. With um, I'm just going to get it up here with nine point eight five. Yes, nine point eight five million Americans watched it, um, and, and this is to contrast with last year, 2020, with 23.6 million Americans watching it. So it's down by 58% with a new record low. Um, and this isn't, that... this isn't good. This isn't good news for the Oscars. No, not at all. 
Um, and so, but when I, this has got me thinking because obviously, you know, they, they messed up with this ceremony. They messed up with the moonlight La La Land thing. With all these mess ups, maybe, just maybe it could get people to tune in because they might not want to miss something the Oscars do wrong because, you know, you know how people are. They enjoy to criticise establishments and people who are more successful than when they slip up. And so these you'll probably get these people who would um, maybe watch it live. Hopefully they do that um, <laughs> to support the Oscars as well as um, criticise them. Yeah, I'd, I'd like that, but I have a bad, bad feeling that the Oscars aren't going to be around for much longer. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know about that. I don't. I'm not sure. Um, it just. I'm just trying to imagine a world where the Oscars aren't a thing. It's just Weird. really because it's just they've got so much. They just they just have such a big shadow over the the industry, like, especially in Hollywood, films are made to win Oscars, okay? Certain films are, are greenlit and, and made and put together by studios so it can go on to the Oscars and hopefully win some awards, you know? So yeah. the Oscars motivate decisions in Hollywood. So, and, you know, it's just a, a mass. it's a great thing, um, progressing careers and, you know, international cinema being celebrated as well bringing them into the picture, getting their voice out there, you know, exposing their films to American audiences and just the world, really, you know. I had never heard of these other films like Collective or whatever, these other international films. I'd never heard of them until they got nominated for an Oscar. And I might go and watch them. Um, same with short films, same with documentaries and what have you. Um, it's just really, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's odd. Yeah. But... Yeah. I'm just looking at my notes and I think, yeah, um, I've covered everything um, apart, you know, with, with the presentation elements of it. Do you have anything else to add, Archie? Uh, no, I don't. So let's move on to the actual nominations and winners themselves. So uh, should we start off with documentary if we've seen any of them? Um, I haven't seen any of the documentary features. Um, I'm lucky seen any... I've actually seen one of them this time. I've seen the... Um... The, the winner, which was my octopus teacher. Oh, really? No, we'll talk about that then since you've seen it. So, uh, yeah, kick us off with, with the nominees and the winner. Well, I don't... Well, the, 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 the nominees were uh, Time, The Mole Agent, Crip Camp, Collective, and then, of course, the winner was my octopus teacher. I don't have much to say on it. I'm not a mm-hmm. documentary person, but I thought it was quite good, but a little weird. Yeah, they, they, they did introduce us... W- when the, the these UK people were covering the Oscars, they did say it was about a man who fell in fell in love with an octopus, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it sounds really interesting. Weird. It does sound interesting. Yeah, but um, we we don't have much time on that, so we'll move on to best short films. So, if you want to read out the nominees and the winner, so the nominees were White Eye, The Present, The Letter Room, Feeling Through, and the winner. Two Distant Strangers. Um, well, I haven't seen any of these, but I know Two Distant Strangers is on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Yeah. And, um, well, yeah, I don't really have much to say, really, other than when they were reading out the nominees and I just heard the titles and I heard the title, Two Distant Strangers, I just thought to myself, that one's going to win. And it did win. So um, I thought that was quite funny. But, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I haven't, I haven't watched any of these. 
another lucky situation because I've actually seen two distant strikes. <laughs> oh, really? wow. Please, Archie, tell us, you know, um, you're more prepared than me. Well, I, I thought the premise was pr- qu- like quite interesting and well done because uh, mm-hmm. it's basically about a man who is trying to get home. Uh, he's, a, he's a man of colour and he tries to get home. Uh, and then a police officer kills him. Oh. And he gets stuck in a time loop. And okay. Oh. Trying to work out why he killed him, kind of, you know, like Happy Death Day kind of thing. Yeah. I thought it was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because it's thirty-two minutes, so it's not exactly oh, a wow. short, short film. Mm. Uh, but I thought it was really well done, and the ending did make me feel a bit sad because it's, it's got quite a sad ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought the performances by like the whole cast. There's not many people in it, obviously, because it's a short film. But the the whole cast did a fantastic job, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, if the I reckon if I'd seen the rest of the nominees, I still would have wanted two distant strangers to win. Okay, that's good. Uh, so yeah, moving on to best animated short film. I have seen none of these, but I'll read out the nominees regardless. We've got Yes People, Opera, Genius Loci. Burrow, and If Anything Happens, I Love You. Got nothing to say because I haven't seen them. Well, yeah, so I've, I've seen Burrow and it would have been nice to have Burrow win but the the winner was If Anything Happens, I Love You, which is another Netflix original yeah. uh, thought. Uh, I can see what that won, uh, just because I've seen the poster for it and it looks quite depressing and it looks quite artistically made um, and even they cited that, that one of the directors he was Love Citizen Kane, and just from the image of the man and the woman sat on the, the table is pretty much from Citizen Kane, so you, you can see that. Um, and while I say that, another thing that I forgot to mention about the presentation of it is that, you know, people were saying how boring it was. This is for many reasons, mainly mainly because they, um, they there was no limit on a speech. So people just talked yeah. and talked and talked and talked, and I, I really didn't like that aspect. And apparently the reason why they chose to do that is because they thought that the Oscars would go on for, for too short of a time. Um, but they've always made it so there's a there's a speech time limit. So what have they taken out? I mean, they did take out the live performance, which apparently they showed in the pre-show, uh, which was pre-recorded. Um, and they barely showed any clips of, of people winning. And when they introduced the nominees, they, they just went on and on about people's past work, their influences, how good they are. And, you know, oh, compliments, compliments. It's just like, oh, come on, let's get to it. Let's get to the nominations. Then when they win, it's like a oh, massive speech. Um, and also this, another yeah. thing about the setup is, I don't know if you noticed this, but they had like, it was a weird stage where there was like a ramp. And I just saw people like walking over the ramp. It looked really unprofessional. And even a woman almost tripped over that ramp when she was walking. Yeah. So... That was stupid. Yeah, because I don't, I don't know. It's, some of the speeches got a bit long, and then I think they got a bit weird as well. Uh, Francis McDormand, I'm looking at you, howling <laughs> for some reason. Uh, actually, I know why she howled. Um, got and I know the reason. And I love Francis McDormand. I love her. She is one of my favourite actresses, and she's one of the best. I love her. And so when she howled... I, I did start laughing. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was just really random, but it, it was something Francis McDormand would do. But the reason why she howled uh, like a wolf, uh, and she said, this is for our wolf, it's because one of the sound people who worked on the film, I think his last name or his middle name was Wolf. He's only in his 30s and he died. I, I, I don't know what from, 
but he died and i think she like dedicated that howl to him oh that's nice yeah. i didn't know the reason so i was just sat there like what the hell yeah not many i didn't know the reason either I, I, at the time when, when she did i was just laughing i thought it was just random and funny um i was like did i miss something in nomadland was there something about a wolf yeah that's what i was thinking i was, I was like wait is there like a hidden wolf thing like what, what's going on here but now it's because one of the sound people died i don't know what from now i understand um but anyway best animated short film to best visual effects he uh did, did i read that one out or do um read the next one out i've forgotten yeah you read out the the last one so i'll go with best visual effects so the nominees were uh the one and only ivan mulan the midnight sky lover monsters and the winner Tenet. Uh, I think this was a no-brainer. Of course, this was going to win, not only because it's probably the best and also these other films, they're not as respectably made as Tenet, not artistically made as Tenet. I don't think even though Tenet is quite mainstream and quite, you know, it's a blockbuster to Christopher Nolan, but Christopher Nolan has quite an artistic drive to his films. He puts, you know, high concept on um, a blockbuster film. And so, you know, for those two reasons, I think it's it's well deserved and just just makes sense, really. And you know, it's it's yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah, I've seen uh, the one and only Ivan Midnight Sky and Mulan. I haven't seen mm-hmm. Lost Monsters yet because that only came out last week or the week before in the UK. But that is on my list and it's quite high up. But I do think Tenet deserved it purely because of the length they went to get some of the kind of. Um, moments in that film like the plane scene they mm. crashed a plane into a building yeah of course uh, they went above and beyond more than the other films did i'm pretty sure some of that fight scene at the end like with buildings exploding and then coming back together and then exploding again they mm-hmm. genuinely shot a building exploding and then did reversing on that and i think that's really clever i mm-hmm. do think it deserved the award wholeheartedly 100 oh yeah oh definitely I'm glad yeah. you could back that as well, because I'm sure people are going, you haven't seen the other nominees, Love and Monsters, the visual effects look flawless. And I have seen Mulan. No, I haven't seen Mulan. I've only seen the one and only Avin out of those of the nominees and Tenet, obviously. I've seen uh, clips from Love and Monsters and the CGI doesn't look that good. Mm, I don't know then. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll move on to Best Sound, which is, I think, is another no-brainer, really. Uh, and the nominees were Soul, News of the World, Mank, Greyhound, and Sound of Metal was the winner. Sound of Metal, I rest my case. Let's move on. No, yeah, it is. It is the most deserving out of the nominees. It was the sound design. It was just excellent in that film. Really enhanced the viewing for us. Um, so yeah, it, it, like you said, Archie, it's a no-brainer. We can move on. Uh, uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, unless you've got anything else to say about it. No, I was trying to think, but I, I don't. <laughs> yes, we're not trying to rush through this, ladies and gentlemen. We're just, you know, we don't have much to say. We don't have much to say. And plus, you know, we don't want it to go on for too long when we, you know, we're going to be dedicating a lot of time to talking about the big categories, uh, like Best Picture, Best Actress, what have you. Um, but yeah, let's move on to Best Makeup. The nominees were Pinocchio, Mank, Hillbilly Elegy, Emma, and the winner, Ma Rainey's Black bottom um i yeah i think that ma rainey's was very well deserved about that yeah it had great makeup i think especially for viola davis's character really definitely transformed her um 
I mean, Hillbilly Elegy, even though it wasn't a, a great film, definitely transformed both Glenn Close and Amy Adams. But I think since it was such a bad film for some people, that that film winning, even though, well, it, well, I'm saying this, Suicide Squad won, won an Oscar. So, oh. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, do you have anything else to say about this, Archie? Um, the only thing I, I was, because uh, as, as we mentioned a lot, I, we, we watched this live. And when Emma's name was mentioned, I got a bit confused because I swear that was nominated for Oscars last year. I, I got confused. It probably wasn't, oh. <laughs> but I swear no. I remember it being mentioned last year. No, I, I don't think it. No, because it, it was released last year. That might be it. I, I might have just been insane. And then there was Pinocchio too, which in most like most places was released in 2019. So that one confused me too. Yeah, some of them. Some of them are quite confusing. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd go Marini's Black Bottom. Uh, Mank, the makeup wasn't that great, so I don't really know why that was nominated. Maybe it was just Amanda Seyfried's character. She had got Anyway, uh, best costume design. Take it away, Archie. Uh, so, is... There's the, oh, no. I got confused. I thought it was the same, but there's one that's different. So yeah, that's what I was thinking. I thought, wait a second. The same films that were nominated for best makeup, were, but no, Hillbilly was not nominated for best costume design. Uh, so we've got Pinocchio, Mulan, Mank, Emma, and then the winner again, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I think Mank could have got this. Mulan could have got this. Probably could the costumes were good in that film. The rest of the film was awful, but the costumes were good. Emma mm-hmm. could have got it because the costumes are good in Emma. I've seen Pinocchio, so it could have got it because yeah. from what I've seen, it they look good. I mean, I think Ma Rainey's Black Bottom won. Uh, I mean, you know, they didn't they didn't show us too much about what went on behind the scenes about this, which they should have. I'm very disappointed they didn't show us enough clips because then again, you know, first rule of filmmaking, well, one of the first, one of the primary ones is show, don't tell. Obviously, Steven yeah. Soderbergh completely forgot about that when he was sussing up how to do the Oscars because he just let everybody talk and not actually show us how good these costumes were. Um she apparently she did like loads of research or something. Um, and even yeah. the, the woman who won is actually the oldest woman, person ever, pers- oldest person ever, older than Anthony Hopkins, uh, to win an Oscar, I believe. Oh, that's that's, that's pretty cool then. Yeah, but Hopkins is the oldest act, you know, actor to yeah. win the award. So yeah, moving on to best production design, the nominees were Tenet, News of the World, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, The Father, and the winner, Mank. So I think Mank was was quite well deserved in this this yeah. category. The Father was was a big one. A lot of people saying the Father would win, but I'm glad Mank actually won something here. I'm glad it won something because it's you know I'm happy for the film, uh, even though it's not one of the best of the year. I'm still happy it won something here, and uh, the production design was actually really good in Mank. Yeah, evoking the the 30s of of Hollywood, um, but. It's always a tough one, really, this one. Uh, the Father, you know, I think it was between those two. Yeah. Um, but I'm just happy Mank picked that picked that award up. I, I feel like it could have been Mank, The Father, maybe Tenet. Yeah, maybe that. Because the, the production design in Tenet was spot on. It was very good. 
Because mm. you've got the, it, it looks really posh in some scenes. Then you've got the really great kind of war zone in the end, and then you've got all of the the boats and the the stuff like that. It, it's a very good looking film in terms of like where it, locations and stuff. So I feel like it would for me at least it was between mm-hmm. the father and tenet but i'm ha- i'm happy mank one because that film w- looked very good in terms of it's kind of reminded me of once upon a time in hollywood where it literally yeah. fully transported me back into the 1930s i'm feeling enough that once upon a time in hollywood did win best production design last year so there you go it deserved it it definitely did definitely did uh well we'll move on to uh, best song, which isn't exactly a category we're interested in, but we'll still no. it. Um We've got The Life Ahead, uh, One Night in Miami, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, Trial of the Chicago 7, and Judas and the Black Messiah. I don't know, because I've only seen Trial of Chicago 7, and it sucks. I've got nothing to say about this, really, because I I don't know the criteria that you're really meant to review song other than, you know, the quality of the song. And I'm not I'm, I don't do music theory. I don't do anything to do. I just enjoy music. And none of these songs really made an impression on me. I mean, I guess I, because all of these songs, except for Eurovision, were used in the credits. Eurovision song actually was used in the film, which I think is something to be noted for. It would have been nice to see that win. Uh, but apart from that. I don't really know. I don't have much to say about this category, if I'm, I'm completely honest. Um, it's just best song, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, surprised? Um, no, actually. Anyway, we'll move on. Unless you've got anything else to say, Archie. Uh, no, I've got nothing else to say here. Yeah. So next up, we've got quite an interesting category. It's best musical score. So the nominees were News of the World, Minari, Mank, the Five Bloods in their shamelessly only nomination. This is devastating. Anyway, um, I'm very still frustrated that it was snubbed this year. I just can't believe it. And of course, the winner, Soul. Um, yeah, I mean, Soul was very deserving of this. Yeah. I, I, to an extent, to an extent, I will say this. I don't think it. You know, if I had the choice to pick the best score out of these films, even though I haven't seen News of the World, I'd have either picked Minari or Mank. Soul, you know, those two scores are better than Souls, in my opinion. Soul didn't really, you know, the jazz and stuff, I expected that yeah. to make more of an impression on me. It didn't. Some people have told me that, oh, they really loved it. And, you know, there's some sort of things they did here. I didn't catch any of that, so I don't know about that. Um so that's actually quite surprising that it won, but maybe I didn't catch that. I mean, the the people who voted in this category are composers, so they know what they're talking about. Um, but yeah, I just think I I, I can hear the the, um, the music of Mank and Minari right now. I thought Mank's music was great, and even if Mank did win, Trent Reznor uh, and is it Atticus Scott someone Atticus, Atticus Ross, I think. Yes, I, I, um, they still would have won the Oscar, except for the other guy. Yeah, uh, three of them did Soul. Then Minari, uh, it would be nice I, to see Minari win. To be honest, I think it was it was just between Mank or Soul. Mm. It was like a fifty. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I I have nothing more to say on that one, really. It was just it was it was going to be Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross either way. 
Like, mm. th- th- yeah. But anyway, we'll move on to best cinematography. Um, so we got Trial of the Chicago Seven. No what the hell is that doing here? What the hell is that doing here? This is a mistake. I'm not a joke. Uh, we've we've also got News of the World, Judas and the Black Messiah, and here's this is this is the, the winner is a funny one. We've got Mank. Um, and with this Oscar, it has now won more than Citizen Kane. Yes, that is true. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was this was the big surprise of the night, I think, because not nothing really kind of jumped out at us massively. Uh, well, of course, we'll get onto a few of them later down the line, but this one was, I think everyone was going to say that Nomadland will win this one. And between the two, I mean, Nomadland just looks beautiful. It really looks stunning. And I think it really has been robbed of its Oscar. Manx, on the other hand, I love black and white cinematography as much as the next person. And Mank did it tremendously well. Technically, like I say, when I talk about Mank, it is flawless. It looked lovely. Um, and so I can't be too mad because both films, Nomadland and Mank, looked great. I just liked Nomadland more as a film. That's probably why I'm more inclined to say that I wish it won. Um, but I still cannot believe The Trial of Chicago 7 is in this category, nominated by cinematographers. And I don't know if you watched, I don't know if you saw this, Archie, when, you know, when they show the show the nominees and then, you know, the winner is. Um, the, the guy, the cinematographer of the Charles Cargo 7 actually looked genuinely surprised that Mank won or maybe that he lost. <laughs> He's sort of like, what? <laughs> oh, I got, I got to, I got to see if I can watch the Oscars again to see that. Well, if you follow the YouTube channel, they should be uploading the, the clips of the winners, but they haven't done that yet, which is quite annoying. I might um, look at the um, highlights, see if it's in there. Yeah, but he he did uh, like he did for for. I don't know why I said did that, but yeah. Um, anyway, I've been talking for far too long today. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on to. Unless you've got anything else to say, sorry. Uh, no, I'm just. I think Mike deserved it. I didn't like Nomadland that much. It's like four stars. Oh. Good, it's good, but it's not a film I'd ever watch again. Oh, I enjoyed me. You're hurting me. I didn't enjoy it that much. It's it's similar to you with some of your films where you're like, I I respect it more than I enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Quote you from your video today. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Anyway, let's move on to best film editing presented by the phenomenal movie star Harrison Ford, the the great, the coolest guy ever. Uh, So, yes, the nominees were The Challenge Cargo 7, Promising Young Woman, Nomadland, The Father, and the winner, Sound of Metal. Um, yes. Wait, did I... No, sorry. I thought, I thought I read out Best Cinematography there for a second. I thought I I took that from you. Um, but did I just hear you weeping, weeping Archie, because your favourite film ever didn't win? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I don't care how good the editing was in Sound of Metal. Promising Young Woman should have won. I really wanted Nomadland to win this one. I was really. I don't care, Lucas. Promising I really young wanted woman to see Chloe Zhao win. back up on the stage. I really wanted it to win another Oscar. I love Chloe Zhao. I just wanted to. I s- don't. I don't even like her. She's awesome. She's great. I really. I actually love her. She's great. I, I've never even heard her talk. 
I think I might have fallen asleep when oh, she won. Oh, come on, please. Well, you must have heard of her amazing speech when she won Best Director. I was... Lucas, you were what... You were... No, oh, no, you weren't watching the stream. I was asleep. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I did actually watch a few segments. I was on and off, but I was still trying to be in the zone for the Oscars, but I was I watching on and off. I had my eyes open, but I was asleep. Yeah, but you, you, you could have heard her talking. I didn't. My headphones Back were off half the time. You need to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> I'll rewatch the whole Oscars just for that one bit where she says a speech. Yes, please do. Anytime Chloe Zhao is on screen, you know, she doesn't have to talk. You just have to, that's good enough for me. Um, but I think out of this, because they were saying on, on the program, the you know, the UK people covering the Oscars, they were saying about the Trilogy 7, it could have had a shot here to win. And I'm very, very happy that the Trilogy Cargo 7 didn't walk away with anything. Didn't win anything. So I'm very happy about that. Um, that was good. Uh, but if it would, if it did win editing, I wouldn't be too annoyed at that because the first 10 minutes of the film were well edited, really well edited. And for a two-hour film, or two, two hours and 10 minutes, but 10 minutes is, is, is credits, uh, it's really well paced. So editing, hell, I would have been fine with it. But Sandimetal 1, Sandimetal's editing was great as well. So was The Fathers, but I would have just loved, and Nomadlands was great, so... For me, it would have been between Nomadland and Sound of Metal. Maybe the father could have just edged its way in there. But, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to say, Archie, other than you uh, wanted Promising a Woman to win? Oh, just you wait until we get up a bit. Oh. <laughs> to the acting, God. directing, and best picture categories. I'm, gonna I'm sorry, go you should tiring. be very, very happy that it won best screenplay. You should oh, be I very am. happy about that. I am. That... I'm, I'm happy. But it didn't win enough. <laughs> uh, it anyway. won I think it won. That... I think it won its fair share of awards. How it... could you say <laughs> that? It only won one, actually. It only won one award. Exactly. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it won its fair share. I mean, match. it won a little too much, actually. It did not deserve... Anyway, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, Archie, please. I'm kick you off this podcast. <laughs> Okay, uh, best adapted screenplay. We've got The White Tiger, One Night in Miami, Nomad Land, Borat's subsequent movie film, the film that should have won, and The Father. Hold on, were you being serious where you're saying that the yeah, Borat, Borat should have won? Borat too should have won best adapted screenplay. It shouldn't have even been nominated. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been nom- It should have been nominated. It should have won. Uh, again, I'm just going to say this. I wish Nomadland won. I don't care. Nomadland can't win anything because it's a not great movie. It won Best Picture. It won Best Director. It won Best <laughs> Actress. Man, if it won Best Screen, that would have been awful. Because it deserves dream. it. It actually deserves it. Because The Father I Watched, I know it's based off a play. And a lot of people were saying that, okay, the, the transition between play and film was very, you know, effective and very, very smooth. For me, it felt like it was, you know, I could tell. Um, I could, you know, it just felt so much like a film based off a play that I thought maybe it shouldn't have won in that respect. However, the subject matter is quite, it's a powerful film. It's a heartbreaking film it's due to the performance by Anthony Hopkins mainly. And, and the script was, was great as well. But still, I wish No Man's won in this category. I really wish it did. Um, it would have been nice to see One Night in Miami win, actually. Even though I haven't seen it, I might hate the film, but I just feel like it would... I like Regina King, even though she wouldn't have... Actually, I don't think she wrote it, adapted it. Um, 
But still, it would be nice for her film to win something because I like her. But yes, Archie, anything else? Uh, yeah. Well, having watched The Father very recently, I watched it last night, but I haven't logged it on Letterboxd yet because I've been a silly goose and forgot to do it. Um, I think it had very good uh, writing. I thought it was... I, I nearly cried at the end. I'm going to come clean. It's very yeah. Um, I mean, that, 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 that line, I'm losing all my leaves, and the, the final shot, oh my gosh, that was just... Well, coming really? from someone who's had like a similar thing happen to like a grandparent. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I was expecting to like it more because my grandma had dementia, and you know, I didn't, I didn't see the full picture because I was younger. Unfortunately, my mum had to go through through all of that with her, um, and I didn't see. I, didn't, I only saw shades of it. Like for example, when we used to visit her in the, the care home, she used to refer to me as her nephew a lot, and I had to, I had to say to her, you know, I'm your grandson. And she, I did, she didn't know who my mum was most of the time. She just thought she was just a woman who visited her, even though, you know, it's her, do- her daughter. So it, it's very heartbreaking to see. Um, and I was expecting to like it more because I can relate to it immensely. Um, and it isn't because I had an experience with it, the reason why I, I didn't love it so much. Uh, I just don't know. But, yeah, sorry, go on. I, ju- I, I think it deserved it over really? the land. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, talking about it, maybe it did. Um, yeah. Yeah, th- th- I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll move on to Best Original Screenplay. So the nominees were... <sighs> Gerard Chicago 7, thankfully it didn't win. Sound of Metal, Minari, Judas and the Black Messiah, and the winner... This is for you, Archie. They did this for you. They know how much you like this film, so they did this for you. The winner was... Promising a woman. I'll, I'll let you talk first. <laughs> I'll let you talk. You're like that woman who was um, who was on that British thing. She said, "I've seen." She's seen it nine times. She was like, "I've seen it nine times. Five out of five film." Did you see that bit? Yeah. You yeah. know what? I think on when when I'm not. I've decided. I've pre-ordered the Blu-ray and I've decided I'm not going to watch it again until the Blu-ray arrives. And mm-hmm. I have an awful feeling it might go up to a five out of five. Oh, p- please don't. Please. I'm sorry. I was going to say I have an awful feeling. I thought you were going to say I have an awful feeling it's going to go down in quality in rating. Oh, it did. It did on one rewatch, and then I and then I watched it again, and I was like, I can't do that. I can't. I can I I, I regret my decision. <laughs> I, I hang on. I'm going to quickly head over to my letterbox and check how many times I've watched it because um this might be a lot. So one, two. Uh, three or f- three, four, four times. Okay, okay, which is a lot now that I think about it. Um, so why do you think this deserved to win best original screenplay, the best screenplay of the year? You know, well, this is the bit where you're putting me on the spot because <laughs> I'm not good at explaining. Because trust me, I've got a counter argument, all ready to be firing back. Well, I thought the characters incredibly well written. The premise was a very interesting premise, and I like the way it is a kind of giant quotations here. It is a rape revenge film, but the word rape isn't used once throughout mm-hmm. the two hour runtime. I thought that was really clever. But whenever they had a conversation 
you could always tell what it was about. And I thought incredibly well done. I thought just the, all the characters, as I've already said, amazing. And that ending. I know a lot of people hated the ending. Mm-hmm. I loved it. <laughs> I thought the ending was like one of the best parts of the film. And mm-hmm. I loved it. Are you finished? Yeah. So I'll tell you what I agreed with there. I, I agree with you half and half of the ending. I I enjoyed the choice for something to happen to our main character that I did not expect. And the screenplay did. I kept on trying to predict what would happen next. And I was always wrong. But the very ending, I was, I think it was just a little too conventional. But the, just the choice to do something to a character, I really respected and enjoyed. And I was not expecting that at all. Uh, another thing you said was, um, I forgot what you said now because I was trying to note down things. But I, in my mind, anyway. Um, I mean, yeah, the, I think it was a good high concept film, like you said. The concept of the film and the premise is really good, and it's talking about something really relevant that people should know about and people should kind of, you know, be be aware of and be conscious of that. This kind of this goes on. This these horrible, you know, horrible things, you know. These, these nice guys, as they're referred to in the film. Um, I, I know, and I've seen some stupid people saying, you know, not all men do this. Well, it's not to do with that. And even though the main guy in it, Bo Berman, stuff happens with his character, which then I thought was really good. So it's got lots of good bits of screenwriting stuff in there that work well, that I really admire as someone who attempts to write their own screenplay. So I really admire that from, from, from there. Oh, I forget her name. Emerald, Emerald Fennell, yes, I really, but I don't think it was the best. I mean, out of out of the nominees here, actually, I think it should have probably gone don't to. Do Minari. Don't I'm sorry. do it. I think it should have gone to Minari. Should have, because Minari, you know, it, it is my favorite. It's my it's my number one film of 2020. So I'm crying. Yeah. You've made me cry. Minari is just a beautiful film. It's just, you know, it's about family, but like properly about the, 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 the roles that play part of a family. And it's just such, such a good film. I love, I love Minari. Um, oh, but well, yeah, my, promising young woman. Well, well, my problems with promising woman is just because first of all, the dialogue, a lot of it is quite cringy, especially the Rome, the attempt to just let romance between, is it Casey? The, the, main character and Bo Burns character I just thought it was a little I don't know stale a little you know and just certain things a little too conventional here a little too you know it just it doesn't hold up too well and I think those problems if I've watched the film again which I most likely will because it is a good film it's a really good film um and if I do watch it again I think those problems will become more apparent to me I've only seen it once thus far but yes uh it won it's nice to see that. I'm happy for, for Emerald Fennell, um, but I would have preferred Minari. You thought the, the romance was forced? No, 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 not forced. No, no, not forced. Just slightly stale in the dialogue. Oh, I didn't. Uh, the whole the whole spit and coffee thing, I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't like that. I didn't like that bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, I, I, to be honest, 
I think it's just one of those films that some people will really like, some people won't like, and some people yeah. think it's the most meh film they've ever seen. Ah, uh, it's not meh. It's not meh at all. It's it is good. Um, but yeah, um, for some reason on our website, best documentary short subject is is right up here. I don't know why. Oh, um... it, it, the hierarchy of this is a little flawed, but um, yeah, take it away, Archie. Matches the order they did it in screwed that up didn't they they did it in all the wrong order mm. uh, but anyway uh, best documentary short subject we have a love song for Latasha Hunger Ward Do Not Split A Concerto is a Conversation and the winner was <laughs> Paulette I love that I love that um, that title uh, A Concerto is a Conversation that's nice I haven't, um, seen, any of them, so. I haven't seen any of them either well done to the, to the yeah. winner Congratulations. I'm sure your film was brilliant um, and well-deserved of your of your Oscar-winning short subject. Uh, but let's move on to Best Animated Feature. The nominees were Wolf Walkers, Onward, a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, Over the Moon, and the winner, Soul. I don't think Soul has any, any competition here. No, but I do think Shaun the Sheep should have won. My honest opinion is Sean. I mean, yeah, my, when I told my family that Soul won, they all kind of turned to me and was like, what? They didn't like Soul. They actually thought it was really bad. They really didn't like Soul. We watched it on Christmas Day. To be fair, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not saying I agree with them, but I think every family who, like, if, I think we mm-hmm. both kind of say our families have films that we think are masterpieces, like 2001, mm-hmm. and they're just like, yeah, I hate it, it's boring, it's bad. Yeah, I think it's because Soul is Pixar's most mature film, and it just, if I watched it as a 10-year-old like my brother did, I would have been bored out of my mind. I think it's just yeah. way too mature for this. They were expecting a, you know, they, my mum always calls it Disney, I always have to say, you know, it's a Pixar film, it's like, she thinks it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> but... Um, they're kind of expecting something a lot different than that. Um, you know, the film is like about the meaning of life and things look maybe a little too heavy. So it's not, it's not a child friendly f- film really. I, I don't think, I mean, if a kid likes it a lot, that's great. Uh, but my, and I told them the other nominees and they were like, my dad was like, Sean the sheep was a better film that should have won. I haven't seen it, but the clip that they played at the Oscars was hilarious when they, um, when the, there was a bull in the spaceship and then they dropped it off in a China shop. Yeah. <laughs> And I just laughed. It was just great, you know, silent, a little, it's like, remember silent comedy. I loved it. I, it was great. Um, but it would have been crazy. Uh, even though Wolf Walkers didn't deserve it, I think Soul is a better film. It would have been crazy if Wolf Walkers won. And it would have been nice to see someone else get the Oscar other than Pixar. Because Wolf Walkers is animated beautifully. Both Soul and Wolf Walkers is. Wolf Walkers is just such, like, the style and the way it evokes a certain season and you know it the way it evokes island um is great but i don't think it's a you know it's not as strong as soul um, oh no please don't kill me for this i tried to watch wolf walkers and could get into it i did did not like the animation style at all oh no i didn't no. like it i mean yeah no i love the animation style of that film i, I just think it was it wasn't as strong as soul um when they played that song as well from Wolfwalkers, it's quite a good song. Quite like that. Maybe that that would have been that would have been really nice to see that get nominated for best song. Yeah, uh, I get, I get annoyed me. 
the song annoyed me when I was watching the film, but you know, in reflection. You sound so sad when you said that. You were like, I can't believe that annoyed me when I watched the film. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but anyway, if we have nothing else to say, we can move on to best foreign language film. Yes, we can. Right. We have the nominees then. Um, the Man Who Sold His Skin, Collective, Better Days. Oh, God. Quo um, <laughs> Vadis Ada. And then the winner was another round. Another round. Completely deserved it. No competition. Yada, yada, yada. Completely agree. I think it was great to see Thomas Vinterberg up there. I'm so happy for him. His speech was heartfelt. Um, it meant something. It really, like a lot of the a lot of the speeches, when they were doing the speech, I kind of was on my phone. But for, for some of the main people, like Zhao winning, um, yeah, Zhao, sorry. I say Zhao, it's Zhao. For winning best act, um, best. Uh, director and stuff like that um and it, and you know it's just really sad what happened it's really tragic um and i think it's just a fantastic fantastic film like winterberg says in his speech it's a film about just letting go and about about life and about you know these these four men and just just letting go for some sometimes and sometimes you need to do that sometimes it can be dangerous sometimes it can be fulfilling and yeah. Um, what do you think about the the remake that they're going to be doing? Yeah, that's that's what I was about to mention. Yeah, um, I'm not so sure. I'm not uh, either. I just well, I guess it might be like The Departed, as where it's like opens people's eyes to the original. But they, the, the, the original is here. The original won an Oscar. The the original uh, Infernal Affairs didn't win an Oscar. I don't know if it was nominated. This one, ah. Uh... And plus, oh, I don't know. It's... Well, I don't... I, I've seen the original. I'll be watching the remake. I will probably prefer the original. Yeah. And I hope the original gets an Arrow Academy release like The Hunt did. Mm. I hope it gets a release. I yeah. Like own it. I did, I no, I... The Hunt. I've never seen it. Yeah, I, I need to as well. But another round was it was I think it's my yeah it's my number two film. Uh, I actually like another round a, bit, a little more than Nomadland, but I need to rewatch. I need to rewatch a lot of them. I'm gonna definitely buying all my definitely my top three um, films of 2020 on Blu-ray. I'm watching them in the cinema as well. I can't wait to watch another round in, in the cinemas and Nomadland in cinemas when they reopen. Um, because you know I'm t- I'm, I I really want to support these films that I love because I I you know I just want to do that because I love them. Yeah, uh, made me feel something. It really made me feel something, and I'm glad that you know it was awarded. You know, it deserved it. It was. It's just a great film. Um, and yeah, it's it's not the greatest film ever made. It's not superb. It's not you know extraordinary or phenomenal. But it's just a really great film. Um, this is for but you know for both Minari, Another Round, and Nomadland. I just really like those three films. Yeah. Um, yeah. so we'll move on then to yep. what I believe to be best, best supporting, supporting actress. So the nominees were Amanda, is it Seafried? I don't I know. Was... I always used to think it was Seafried. <laughs> I think it's Seafried. Uh, I'd never know. Is it Seafried? Or... I don't know. Anyway, we'll move on. Olivia Coleman, Glenn Close, Maria Bakalova. And Yung Jun Yung, I think that's how you say it. 
Um, and she won. Young Jinan won. And she she honestly is awesome. She's so cool. She's so funny. Her performance was fantastic in Minari. I couldn't agree more with this win. I think when she was first nominated, people just thought, oh, that's nice. You know, she's she's had a very long career in a very long career in her Korean uh, career uh, in film. You know, she's been making lots of you know films in Korea. She did this one film. She got nominated for an Oscar. That's nice. You know, people. I think people were giving that impression. She won the damn award, and it's well deserved. Anything well, to add? On? Yeah. I know um, you like. I know. I know you guys. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't worry. That was just a joke. That, okay. That, okay. That was just a joke. <laughs> I think out of those that I've seen, uh, Yun Yun Jin was the best. Yes, yes. But she still wasn't amazing. I'm not a massive fan of Minara. I basically I don't. I I'm not a massive fan of half of the best picture nominees this year. <laughs> I, I I liked. It's another one where I respect it more than I like it. Like mm. I I just wasn't a massive fan of Minara. I thought it was very good, but not as good as people say it is. Yeah. And with this, with the Glenn Close thing, you know, she's been nominated eight times and never won. And it just seems like a wasted nomination here because she was never going to win just because, sure, her performance was, was good in the film, but the film itself, a lot of people didn't like. And it'll be, you know, for, for such a legendary actress to finally win her Oscar for that film to go down in history for people to, in years to come to specifically watch Hillbilly Elegy for that win would just be a little bit, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. um, just not worth their time, really. Um, maybe, you know, she's definitely going to win an Oscar. That, and, and I'm guaranteeing you she will. Um, even if it's not an acting Oscar, she'll probably win an honorary award. That's what they do with all the... The, the great actors and actresses who they nominate who should have won, but they never win. So they give them an Oscar when they're about to die. They did it with Peter O'Toole. They did it with so many actors and actresses. It's oh actually no, quite... you've made me worried now. They gave one what? to David Lynch. Ah. Well, no, um, ah. David Lynch. How old is he actually? How old is David Lynch? I don't know. I should probably know. Cause I'm like his number one fan, but yeah. <laughs> um, uh, David Lynch is... Yeah, search it up now. He was born in 1946. Oh, damn. He, he's pretty old then. Jeez. 75. 75? Wow. Well, yeah, he probably... He, he would actually probably live, like, maybe 10, 15 years more, I would say. Hopefully. I don't want him to die. I mean, yeah, I mean, probably. He probably would in 10, 10 to 15 years. He's gone. Probably. Could be longer. Could be shorter. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not helping, am I? <laughs> I just want him to finish his the series he's working on. Just let him finish that. Yeah. Anyway, if we don't have anything else to say, we can no. move on to Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Uh, so, Best Supporting Actor, we had Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Paul Racy, Leslie O'Doom Jr., Sasha Baron Cohen for the Trial of Chicago Seven. When when they read his name out, I got worried he'd been nominated for Borat two for some reason. Uh, and then Daniel K- Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah one uh, mm-hmm. still still confuses me because How? Judas and the Black Messiah is just a film with no leading roles apparently. Oh yes, yeah. 
I've mentioned to be, it to, many times. To be all honest, Archie, Cluey is a phenomenal actor, but they didn't even nominate him for arguably his greatest role ever. <laughs> Tucker in Johnny English. Oh, good damn it. I uh, felt so betrayed. <laughs> the Johnny English films are masterpieces. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> um, but on a serious note, he was actually really good in the Johnny English reborn film. Um, but I'm so happy to see him win his Oscar here. It's more than deserved. Reborn. Um, he's just great. I mean, he got. I think he got nominated for Get Out. He's great in Get Out. And this was just like the. You know, he was obviously. It was just he was going to win this without a doubt. Yeah. Um, he he was the best. His performance was great. So good in Jesus and Love Messiah. Uh, it has so much power to him. Um, he, yeah, I, I, yeah. It's just I don't feel like anyone. If anyone was going to, you know, possibly take it from him, it would probably have been either Sasha Baron Cohen or we might have had a similar situation with Young Jun Un, where maybe Paul Racy would have won. Yeah. Uh, but luckily that didn't happen because, of course, Kaluuya actually deserves it for this role. And so did uh, Yoong Jin Yoon um, for her role in that that Minari as well. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, so where, where are we now? Uh, with... Best leading actress. Take it away. So we have uh, the nominees were Karen Mulligan for Promising Young Woman, mm. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Andrew Day for The United States versus Billie Holiday, Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and one of the greatest actresses ever. I'm so happy for her. The great, the phenomenal Frances McDormand for Nomadland. Who won? Ah, I mean, this was a category that was up in the air. Nobody knew who was going to win. I didn't have a clue who was going to win. It could have been any of these actresses. And I would have probably been happy with all of them except for Andrew Day. I haven't oh, seen the performance, but I hear, I hear it's good, but I just hear the film's bad. You know, maybe I shouldn't say that since I haven't seen the film. Um, but yeah, McDormand, she's a she's a three time Oscar winner for acting, but she's she's won four Oscars because she produced Nomadland. Um, and it's crazy how she actually won this so close to her winning uh, in Three Billboards Outside of Missouri. Um, but I was yeah. so happy for her. Her performance was quite honestly flawless in Nomadland. I love her not only as an actress, but just as a person, because I see her in interviews and she's just such a great person. She's such a great actress. I'm so happy for her. I want her to win more Oscars. She deserves it. I'm sorry, I'm gushing over Frances McDormand. Tell me to shut up. I should stop this. I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> well, I've just decided not to talk because I'm just going to get bullied. Why? What are you, you going to say? What are you going to say? Carrie Mulligan should have won. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I would have been happy if she won. Well, because there was a whole thing going on where people were like, oh, well, they've they've both been winning the awards, so Mm. it could be either one of them. And I got really excited because I was like, she might actually win. Mm. And because I've known her ever since I was a literal, like, baby. I've known her since I was, like, two. She was in Doctor Who. Oh, was she? She she was in one episode of Doctor Who. Oh, wow. And um, she was, like, the best part of the episode. And she was one of my favorite characters on the whole show. Mm-hmm. So seeing her, like when I, when I, obviously I'm older now than two. Yes. But, um, yeah. But seeing her in an actual proper film role, 
was really nice, and I thought she was better than Francis McDormand, who was <clears throat> good. How dare you? To be honest, I don't like Francis McDormand. I think I just gotta come out and say it. I don't like her. I'm sorry. I don't like her. You need to elaborate. I cannot move on. You do she, not she, like she her. Has, she she's good at acting, but I just don't like her as a person. I just why not? Like why not? Why not? I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't. Well, you can have a reason for that. You don't like her as I, I a person. Can't... She's a great person. Yeah, I just get uh, so those, funny. you know those those kind of vibes. You know what vibe? Uh, you know I don't know. I can't, I can't explain. I just don't. You know she's just like you know she's not. Oh, she doesn't let the the Hollywood glamour of it go to her head. She 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 likes. She's she's just an actor. You know she properly. She's a proper actor. You know. And she's one of the few actors who have won three Academy Awards. I think Meryl Streep's won three. Daniel Day-Lewis has won three. She has won three. She's part of that group now, that exclusive group, and it's great. I disagree. Well, the Oscar speaks for itself. I'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> let's move on before I start <laughs> raving and, and yelling and steam starts coming out of my ears and I turn red. Uh, let's, just, let's go I off. I agree with you, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying again. <laughs> Promising Good. you should have won every award. Good. Enjoy it. It should have even, I'm going to be honest, it should have even won the documentary awards. What should have won documentary awards? Promising Young Woman. It should have won Best <laughs> Song, even though there's like all the songs in it are not original. You should have won Best Animated Short Film. You should have won them all. I think best Animated been, you Features, know what, you Best know Foreign what? Language Film. You should have won them all. I think it should have not even been nominated. I'm only joking. I think it should have been nominated in a few categories. But I will <gasps> say, I will say, you should be thanking the pandemic because if there was no pandemic, I bet you Promising Your Woman would not have been, would not even been in the Oscars race whatsoever. Probably, probably not, because it's an indie film. A lot oh, of indie God films hurts. over here, so you you should be lucky, because you know I'm just thinking about all the films that we could we would have had this Oscars if it wasn't for the pandemic. You know, you'd have Spielberg's West Side Story would be, would have been in there. Um, other films that I can't remember now, but you know, you, you just, oh, French Dispatch would have been in there as well, uh, most likely. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, my heart hurts. You're making me. You're making me sad. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm here to do. That's my job. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> you're gonna make the yeah. viewers. I'm, you, you might, you're actually gonna make the viewers turn the turn it off. <laughs> They're oh. just gonna be listening, and then just hear you crying. I'm so emotional, you know, <laughs> because it should have won every award. Okay, it okay. Let's won the game award. It should have won game of the year. Okay, I'm going to read out the nominations in a minute. If you don't. Uh, okay, right. So we've got best actor. We have Stephen Yun for Minari, Gary Oldman, Mank, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, and then the surprise winner, Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Um, I think Anthony Hopkins should have won. End of story. Well, it's when I when when it first happened when it when it 
happened because I don't think anyone was expecting this. Even the people who put the Oscars together weren't expecting this. They were banking on Bozeman winning. That's why they stupidly decided to put Best Leading Actor as the final you know, nomination to be read at the at last. So it could be all emotional, leave it on the emotional note. His family could come up and accept it. Yada, 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 which is actually quite disrespectful using it as that. But I guess it shows that the Oscars aren't rigged. But And instead, curveball happened, Hopkins won, um, and then it pretty much just cut off. Like, Hopkins wasn't there. Um, I don't know if you know this, Archie, but he, he wanted to do, he wanted to do a Zoom call, like a Zoom um, to accept it, you know, he wanted to do yeah. that. The Oscars said no. Oscars banned Zoom. In, you know, they didn't want anything to do with Zoom. They hate or, or just virtual. Why? I think it was because they're meant to be the most prestigious academy, you know, like awards body. However, that's dumb. That's, dumb. that's why they, they, they set up uh, Oscar hubs across pretty much across the globe. Um, so Hopkins could have cl- traveled to Glasgow or London, I think it was. To be there, mm-hmm. like Olivia Colman was, but he didn't want to. I mean, he's in he's in Wales after all, and he's an eighty three year old man. You know, yeah, he, um, he was on his like because he doesn't he do those like painting retreats where he just like, yes, that's true for a while. Yeah, that's why he was at the Baftas. That. That's why he was at the Baftas. Yeah, you gotta leave him alone. He's eighty three. He wants to paint. Leave him. Leave he's him a painter. Paint. Yeah, <laughs> but then another thing, another interesting development was that. Olivia Coleman was, you know, like how when people can't make it, they, they on their behalf, they read out yeah. and speak things. That was meant to be Olivia Coleman, and they didn't let her. They just cut, they just cut it off. Uh, I'm not happy with that. I know. Stupid. It was that. ridiculous, because then it just, it ended so abruptly. It ended so unprofessionally. It ended so strangely. It was kind of like, what just happened, you know? And people were all saying, Chadwick, Chadwick, Chadwick. And, and, and when I, and I tweeted out saying, listen, I thought, Chadwick's performance was better than Hopkins, but then upon reflecting on it, I, I still don't know. I'll have to probably watch The Father again. Maybe Ma Ring is Black Bottom, even though I don't think it was a great film by no means. I don't think it was very good at all. Well, it's like a three star film, I'll put it that way. Um, yeah. It's not bad. So maybe I, maybe I won't, I don't know. But both actors gave tremendous performances. I know Bozeman, you know, he, he was battling cancer while, while giving that performance. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people wanted that, but it's also nice to see that, well, for me, you know, that the Oscars don't give out condolence awards. Like, yeah, because that's, that's what I was going on about. Mm-hmm. I was, like, to people at school, obviously, because I, I told you um, mm. what occurred. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, I just don't feel like the Oscars should let down their integrity as a kind of a prestigious award show. Just because someone's passed away, they should, mm. they should ma- maintain their integrity and give it to the person who actually deserves it. Because yeah. this could be Anthony Hop. This this could be the last time he's ever nominated for an award. Who knows? Mm. Well, actually, it's he was actually nominated last year for for, for supporting actor as well. <laughs> what film was he last year? Uh, the Two Popes. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he? he was nominated. <laughs> uh, but I feel like it's one of those situations where mm. it's also. Yeah, Chad Chadwick Boseman is he's obviously he's passed away now. So it was his last chance as well. Yes, yeah. But it could easily be Anthony Hopkins' last chance. We don't know. He could yeah. like it was Chris, Christopher Plummer. He he died out of nowhere. No one was expecting that. Mm. Um, so he, he can't win another award. So it's kinda like 
just, I, you shouldn't just go, yeah, he was good in Black Panther, I guess, but just because he's a Marvel actor and all of that doesn't mean mm. he deserves to it win. It was tragic. He was taken away from us way too early. Yeah. But I, totally I agree with you, you know, and I'm glad to see that, that they because everyone just assumed he was going to win because he passed away. But then it's like, well, you know, give it to the person who deserves it most. And I'm just happy that, you know, it's just proof again that the Os- the people who run the Oscars don't already know it's not kind of a rigged event because that's why they moved it, which is stupid. Um, and it didn't work out. It was a stupid gamble. Um, and it just blew up in this in their face pretty much. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I always used to think they, the, the actual Academy, uh, the people making it, knew ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I, I always thought that, but clearly really? not. Really? No, they, yeah. I just wonder, I wonder, because someone must, I mean, actually, maybe, I really don't know, because someone will have to have known the winners. Yeah, because someone will have to give the, the, the thing on the Yeah, in order to give the right envelope, but apparently they print out an envelope for each film. That's how the, the mix-up arrived with La La Land winning, because it said Best Actress Emma Stone or something. Apparently they print out, like, an envelope for each film, even though, you know, only one of them will win. But someone, I mean, there's got to be a, a certain amount of people, the counters, the people who count the head of the, the people who count the votes and do the algorithm and what have you. Then they've got to pass it on to probably someone else. Maybe someone else has to know about this. Like quite a few people have to keep that secret of who would win to give the right envelope to the, the, to the presenter. Yeah, but then again, it could just be the Oscars pining for attention. Uh, I don't think so. I I have a sneaky feeling there is a small chance it might be them. But anyway, we'll move on now to uh, best director. Best director. So the nominees were, what is it? Em- Emerald. Yeah, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, David Fincher for Mank, Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, and Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. And she won. Like, oh, it's just so great. She won. I'm so happy she won. Um, not only for being the second woman to win the award and also the first woman of colour to win the award as well. Um, and out of nominees, she was the best director out of all of them. She was, her direction was inventive. It was striking. It was her own style. Even though it would have been nice to see Fincher win. But come on. Well, if, you, if you're really going to go and say, okay, who did it? Who was actually the best director out of the bunch? Zhao is the best director. Uh, I'm sure you will disagree with me, Archie, but um, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I disagree. Ah, I, I, you know I, that you know that feeling. scene in um, uh, what's it called? Uncut Gems. I disagree, <laughs> Harold. Uh, yeah, I yeah. disagree. I disagree. That is, that, <laughs> that is what I'm doing right now. Because I think a certain woman named after a gem should have, should have won. And I, Emerald, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree. I don't, well, I'm in shock. I don't agree. I'm so happy for her. I uh, can't wait to see what, well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying I can't wait to see what Zhao does next. The next one's a Marvel film. I wonder how Scott says he feels about that. Uh, he's, he's not going to be happy, is he? 
<laughs> it's like but, she just won an Oscar for a direction, and she's already made Eternals. Obviously, you, it's quite obvious because I saw an interview of her, and she did Nomadland and Eternals back to back, pretty much. She went from doing Nomadland, a very small, intimate crew. She was living in a caravan throughout the shoot to a Marvel production. It's quite the jump. Yeah, but in a, on a serious note, I, I would have given it to Fincher. Really? He's been, he's been making fantastic films mm. for, what, 20, 20, Fight Club, yeah, that's true. And she's younger, but, and that's what I, sorry, go ahead. I, I apologize. Yeah, Fincher's been making good, like, brilliant films. I don't think he's made a bad film in a good 20 odd years. And he's not won an Oscar for directing yet. I just think uh, at some point they've got to either give him an award for a film or they've got to give him an honorary Oscar because he deserves Well, Kubrick never won an Oscar except for... Oh, don't remind me! (laughs) He didn't win that director, he didn't get an honorary award, he didn't get any of that. He should have won Um, so many. He should have won one for 2001, one for A Clockwork Orange, and then one for uh, The Shining. And Barry Lyndon. And he was nominated for a Razzie for Barry, uh, for The Shining. I'm not kidding, he was. Ow! My yeah. heart is breaking. <laughs> How do you think I feel? I, I, he's my favourite director, and he's probably the best. I disagree um, again, but okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I think it's nice to also, because you don't always want to be you know, you want a mixture of people in there like Zhao, you know, of ages, you know, older, yeah. younger. Um, people but... I just, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, again, it's another situation where I was in a massive fan of Nomadland. Mm. So, oh, that's true, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't think, really, I, I do think it was cool that they've they've actually like you know that another woman's won it i think that's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good in terms of the oscars because 92 years and she's the second woman to want like win it it's mm. a bit weird but yeah i, I would if, if it was up to me i would have gone david fincher on it or emerald for now but you yep. know that's just my personal opinion yeah that's that's fine yeah that's good um right archie you have the honors take it oh. away so the nominees for Best Picture were Judas and the Black Messiah, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, <laughs> uh, Minari, Mank, The Father, and the winner was Nomadland. Yeah. Boring, predictable, boring, boring. Bo- a whole hold it. Predictable, boring? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, but boring. You don't want, so you would prefer to watch a film where it's very structured, very narratively structured, da 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 da, all quite loud and boom, boom, boom. But you can't. What film are you talking about, Lucas? You know, your favourite film ever. But you can't just sit down and relax and just watch something that celebrates a way of living. Oh, no, no, no. I was saying that the fact that it won was boring and predictable. Oh, the fact that it won was boring. <laughs> Don't dig into promising your you woman. You just got like me that. very annoyed. I thought you were calling it boring and predictable. I was like, no, no, the film, no, the film wasn't boring. I wasn't bored. I just like, well, I was. Sometimes I was a little bored, but mm. we don't talk about that. Um, 
Well, everyone knows my stance on this. Yeah. Uh, promising young woman should have won. So, okay, here's a little story. I don't know if you were in the stream at the time, but uh, I went on my phone for a minute and I saw mm-hmm. that the, one of the news outlets had posted something saying Promising Young Woman had won. Oh, really? So Alex and I came up with a bet. So if it won, I got his uh, a TV, a 4K TV, and <laughs> uh, he was going to pre-order me every upcoming release. Okay. So, I, what, what happens if it lost? Nothing. Nothing went happen. Oh, nothing. Nothing. Oh, <laughs> he just had to buy me a big TV and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it didn't win, and then I was very sad. But you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but I, I was just kind of sat there, like it could be either one of them, really, because promising young woman. It won the, the, the screenplay, obviously. Mm, uh, that's an indicator to... And so uh, far, at that point, Nomadland had only won one award, I think. So they were they were equal in awards. So it could have been either I don't think it won anything, actually, because screenplay was the... I think it might have been the first award to be handed out, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. was. Yeah, uh, it was screenplay. It's a really weird order. Yeah, I, I hate it when they shake up the order. Especially the best picture order. That was so dumb. Best picture is the big thing. No, leave it till last. Don't mess it up. I was so confused and frustrated when when I heard that they were announcing best picture. I was like, what, what's going on? I don't want to know. Until the line. Yeah, I'm on. yeah I just... I, I, yeah, well, I, 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 can... I rest my case. I can see why you would think that Nomadland is a predictable choice to win Best Picture because, I mean, it was the front runner and uh, it won. And I'm very happy it won. But if it didn't win, a film that I wouldn't mind taking its place as the winner would have been Minari. And that was it. Um, any other film, I would have been like, come on, like, seriously? Like, especially Charlie Chicago 7, I would have been furious. Sound of Metal have been happy. Promising Woman, I would have been. Very confused, but happy for hey! it. Hey, <laughs> Jesus, not Messiah. I would have been happy would for been it, happy but for me. not not. Yeah, I'd be happy for you, um, <laughs> Father. I would have been again confused because it doesn't seem to pick up best picture winner. Mank, I would have been quite quite happy, but still like conf- slightly confused as to how it won because you know. But yeah, um, okay. that that's just me. I'm going to get a little controversial here. Okay. I would have rather The Father, Mank, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. Uh, what? And, and obviously Promising Young Woman win over No Man. No, 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 no. Yeah, you, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You rate Trial of Chicago 7 lower than Nomadland. Why would you want that to win Best Picture? Because... This so annoy me. Because, as I said... Nomadland is a film I rate that highly because of how much I respect it as a film. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed The Trial of Chicago 7 a lot more. I didn't. Chicago, I, nothing for me. It's one that I go back to. I'm you never going go back to Nomadland watch... again. It, Chicago 7 did nothing for me. I was just sat there. And I was thinking, it's not a is... great film, but I still I still had fun with it. Because I don't know. The first 10 minutes impressed me. I thought I was in for a great film. And then I was like, what's going on after this? 
Okay, maybe maybe not the trial of Chicago Seven. Maybe I was just trying to annoy you. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> but but the rest of them, the Father Mank, Sound of Metal, I and Promising Young Woman, I'd all rather win over Nomadland. Yeah. I don't think I've got much to say about this. Um, no. Just yeah. How disappointed I am that they didn't listen to me crying out on <laughs> all kinds of social media, going, "I'm not going to watch the Oscars if Promising Young Woman <laughs> didn't win." Clearly, they don't value me that much. <laughs> Clearly not. No, uh, no. Hey, but... you're supposed to disagree. <laughs> you're supposed to say no. They do value you. Oh, sorry. No, of course, Archie. They they, they like you. They, They've they never just... even met me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, um, they, they they like you. <laughs> they don't like me, do they? Uh, but anyway, people, oh. that was the Academy Awards. 2021 celebrating the films of 2020 yeah yeah um, full of controversy yeah. full of great winners full of interesting winnings um again full of controversy this was the oscars in the pandemic you might be watching this years listen to this years from now this is a time capsule of you know what happened back then um yeah. Yeah, so this is what this is what won, this is what lost, and this is what they had to do. They made some mistakes. Uh, hopefully, next year it will be a lot better. And I know that the the amount of films nominated will be better. They'll be bigger from bigger directors. You'll have Paul Thomas Anderson. You'll have Wes Anderson. You'll have um, someone else. Um, another big director's film. Th- these are predictions, but most likely they're gonna, you know, their yeah. film hit the Oscars because. I mean, of course they are. Um, but yeah, that was it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. Um, I'm going to come clean. I still haven't made an Instagram account for the podcast. <laughs> I really need to get around to doing it. I'm probably going to end up doing it afterwards. Uh, but yeah, um, Lucas has a YouTube channel, obviously. Yeah, the filmmaker. Uh, then I've got my YouTube channel, which is filmgeek Thirteen. Then we've both got Instagrams, which are the same, but with YT at the end. Yes. So, yeah, if you want to follow us and subscribe, please feel free. Yes, and also, Archie, who's going to mention we might not be doing an episode? Uh, uh, So, in two weeks, we'll be doing another episode. Okay. And then then two weeks after that, there won't be an episode due to school and exams. But after that, I'll be doing an episode every two weeks because I am no longer, I'm technically no longer in school. So, okay. That's good then. So we'll, at some point, you know, one week we will have to miss because of that, which is completely fine. So join us um, in the next two weeks for another episode where we cover another, you know, a retrospective on one of the, I think, we'll go, I think we said we we're going to do 2011 with all like the social network and stuff. Yeah. that would be, that'd be a good one to do. I'll... Yeah. And now I know that I can get to watching some some of the nominees and winners. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, thank you everyone for listening, and we will speak to you. Well, you'll hear us. Yes, you'll hear our, our voices. Time. You'll hear Archie's crying and screaming. I won't be you'll... crying next time. I promise. <laughs> we won't be mentioning. Well, will you more. though? Your, one of your favorite films didn't win Best Picture. Oh Good no. Oh, will I probably you? will be crying then. You'll hear me getting annoyed at him. Um, <laughs> I don't really get annoyed at you. Don't worry. But, yeah. 
you're so mean to me. I can't <laughs> believe I invited you. I should. I, I'm get, You know what? I quit. I'm getting James on the podcast instead. <laughs> he's already got his own podcast. Yeah, he's got his own podcast. Uh, we'll mine. <laughs> you can do two podcasts. <laughs> okay, can you, uh, Alex can join me instead. <laughs> I don't know. Do you leave but, my? Yeah. Do you leave um, my place? Yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone. And we will, you'll hear us again next time. Bye bye.